Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing. Uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action. We'll have food for everybody. If you're looking for lodging, you could stay right at the resort. It's $50 per person per night. Um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat, luxury houseboat, courtesy Eastport Marina. That's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners. If you want uh, more info on the resort, you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there you'll see all the houseboats and things like that a majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you this segment is brought to you by jigmaster jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent off your next jig order today Welcome to The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn, with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Alright everybody, welcome back to The Reel Down. We'll give it a couple minutes here for everybody to get on. How you doing, Jimmy? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Good. I like that yak gadget hat, man. I, I gotta get me a hat. They don't. They wouldn't fit my head though. I, I don't even know why I say. I don't know. This one. This one runs pretty big. Like sh- for real. Not big. Doesn't enough. matter. No. <laughs> no. Uh, these aren't the new ones. He's got the new ones coming out. Maybe he'll get you a extra, extra, extra plus for your head. It's not crazy. It's just you know. Large. They, you know, they actually don't make an Auburn. Like my wife went to Auburn's. So we're Auburn fans. My my school doesn't have a football team, but Ooh. the uh, Montevallo, go Falcons. But they, uh, like, they literally Auburn literally does not make a hat that'll fit my head. Isn't that crazy? That's. I don't mean to get on. We've talked about hats. Um. Before. Yeah. I'm not. I'm fighting getting on Auburn I'm, jokes and I'm, Barn College, and I'm gonna shut all up. Right, watch out. All right. So. uh yeah, we, we got a few people jumping on here. Uh, first of all, we want to talk about the meetup. If you don't know about it, been living under a rock, you haven't seen it, this weekend, Dale Hollow. Uh, yeah, come out, man. It's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. $1.75 beers, $50 a night. You can stay on a houseboat. Live world music, record. seminars. Yeah, world record. Smallmouth came out of there. Maybe some hot tub craziness. Who knows, man? It's, it's going to be uh-huh. fun. So I don't know. Yeah, if anything, just come up and watch Milford and Brian just go back and forth getting at each other because I'm sure that they're going to hate each other by the end of the weekend. It's going to be great. Hey, what's up, Frankie? There he is. Oh, I got to send that man a picture. 
Mr. Slayer. Got a, got a picture for him. He, he's doing big things, man. That uh, that Slay Nation Kayak Tournament Series. That's kind of, I think it's going to be all over the north. I heard. I talked to a guy named Elvis. He's running one in uh, Minnesota. So I was talking to him about new canoes. Got him in a Flint. All right. But mm-hmm. the uh, that's yeah. There's they're having trails all over. So congratulations to him. All the success this year and next year. So going to be a good yeah. year for. Uh, he sent me a uh, big Slay Nation uh, decal to put on the trailer to, when it rolls around the country. Do a little, little advertising. Cool. Armando there. What's up, Armando? Right. Yeah, as always. Uh, and Josh Boot. How you doing, man? But, um, yeah, tonight, as always, if you have any questions, please ask them. like and share. We've got two of the best anglers in the country, and they have the hardware to prove it. Uh, we're Happy to have them on the show. They, Matt's kind of been making rounds, but and we've had Jackson on before. We're super excited to have him on again. So here we go, Matt Conant, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, what's and, uh, all right, and Jackson Orr. Welcome, fellas. Hey, thank you. No problem, man. Good to have you back. It's good, good. to finally get our chance with you, Matt. Yeah. So if you don't. I'm sure know, yeah, Matt won at the KBF National Championship was last weekend. Matt won the KBF National Championship, the Challenge Series Championship, Rookie of the Year, and Trail Series Championship, the Triple Crown. Uh, Jackson, he was right there with it. But uh, in the end, Matt got him, but Jackson ended up in second. I let it, the what, first day one and two, you let it, right? Was it the first? Uh, just, 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 just day, day one. one. Just day one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're an awesome angler. You know, everybody's so – I read all this stuff like it's so amazing to be so young. I know you hear that a lot. You're 17 now, right? Correct, but, yeah. But you have made like a tremendous impact on kayak fishing and every kind of – you see it online. So everybody's so proud of you and so happy and and so it's it's amazing that someone so young has had such a big influence on sport. Uh, Maybe – more than anybody else, you know. Honestly. Did I could uh, go ahead and tell you when I was his age, I was not the person that no. you even want to talk to. Like, <laughs> no, I had terrible problems. I was trying to figure out like how to tie my shoes, and uh, yeah, you're doing great things and uh, doing charity tournaments and kicking butt in tournaments and about to go to college. Man, it's, it's a good life. Uh, thank you so much. Seriously, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Well, you earned it, man. Uh, and then you no got Matt there. Yeah. Then you got Matt coming in his rookie year, making a name for himself, and now it's a name that no one's going to forget, and everybody's going to be checking all the when Tourney X throws up the entries. You're going to be looking to see if you got to battle that hammer. Yep, we, we, we've got the new champ. The new champ. <laughs> <laughs> all right so if people don't know who you are they haven't seen you on another podcast matt tell us a little bit about yourself man oh yeah i just got into the kayak thing this year and uh i pretty much pretty much just love the fish and hunting uh no carpenter when i ain't doing work i'm i'm fishing I, I always carry the kayak on top of the van, and van the kayak never comes off the van. Cool. Whether it's and you, that, that's really what this ice to be broken to get out. We'll be breaking the ice to get out there. 
And you came from John Boat, right? You were real big into the John Boat fishing. Yeah, like yeah, I used to run around the John Boat, you know, dragging that thing up and down the banks, and half the time, not even sure if I was going to get it out of there or not. But <laughs> and then once I got introduced to that kayak and just seeing how much more convenient and versatile it is, and it's it's just the way to go, man. I'm what what, what kind of, to get one? What kind of carpentry do you do? Uh, frame houses. Okay. Oh, yeah. Dang. Not, not the finished stuff, actually. Hard work part. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, not the little finished carpentry that for the for the sisters. You, you do the oh, yeah. yeah, we put them up from foundation to roof, you know. We'll we'll do everything. When that this was trim. That's what Swindle did for a living before he uh before he became a fisherman. What's that? Gerald, that's what Gerald Swindle framed houses before he was a uh, before um, he became it, a professional. Yeah. Hey, can can I get you to go ahead and leave? Like, go all the way out and then come back in. You've got a crackling in your uh, your mic there. Yeah, that's okay. back. That was all right. All right. Let him go out and then come back in. Jackson, how about you? If people don't know who you are, you've been on before, but yeah, give us a little rundown, man. Yeah, so I'm 17. This is my fourth year um, on the kayak fishing trail. I started doing national events about three years ago and got pretty heavy into them last year. And I mean, this has been a dream come true to even be here right now. And I mean, I couldn't do it without my family, friends and sponsors. It's been, I mean, the journey just keeps getting better and better. And I'm, I'm very blessed for that. And I mean, I'm just going to keep fishing as long as I can and keep doing it um, competitively and uh, dreams of becoming professional and wherever God takes me. That's right. And where did you decide to go to school? Um, I actually am not deciding yet. Announced? I'm, what? Have you announced already? Uh, no, I have not. No, I um it's i'm still in the college decision process with my parents uh i am going to be deciding here in the next couple of months so i can get that off my shoulders before um 2021 comes around but I, i'm really excited for wherever i go hoosier maybe who um I'll probably, end up, I'll probably end up in tennessee somewhere i just don't know where nah, yet. just come on i i man I, i'm not going to talk smack but I'll say I saw them. I mean, Montevello right now is ranked second because I went back in school with G.I. Bill and Fish College. We had talked about that. But I saw them do some shady stuff, man. I'm just saying. So that was in the national Cabela's Boat U.S. National Championship. That was like 2013. I saw something I didn't like. But, yeah, the, uh, they have coaches. I thought that was interesting. They have fishing coaches. Mm -hmm. And you you should get down there to Alabama or Auburn. They both got really good fishing teams. I was looking at them. Yeah, yeah. It's where Jordan Jordan Matley went. Shea Baker. You get Auburn. Right. Uh, yeah, they're. I mean, they're. I was fishing the same time that Matt and Jordan were fishing. That's why I never won a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> the people I was fishing against were so good at the time. It was, it was pretty crazy. There's a lot of guys that just didn't. Uh, like getting quite make it, but they're still like regional and local hammers are, you know, right on the cusp of become becoming professional. So, yeah, okay, college fishing is it's a whole lot of fun and it's really really oh, great. for sure, and especially with the the kayak fishing trail, collegiate kayak fishing trail. 
um, that came out. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing basketball and collegiate kayak fishing. So it'll be fun. Very cool. All right. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into a tournament. We'll talk about day one, try to talk about some techniques, try not to give away all your spots, hopefully. Uh, That's what I was saying earlier. That's the great thing about Gunnersville, though, is like there's not really secrets on Gunnersville anymore. And in my opinion, there's no real like holes that just always hold them. And if they do, it never holds for three days. So, you know, crushing it on Gunnersville is a task. Yep. Well, here, while, while Matt's getting that fixed, Jackson, you want to tell us about your day one? Yeah, so uh, I guess leading into day one, I felt pretty confident. I found a pretty good area. It wasn't too big, but through, I, I was fishing this big grass flat, and I needed the wind for my bite. And, I mean, I can catch them without the wind, but with the wind, I knew my bite was going to be really good. And I could potentially put up a pretty good bag. Well, the wind was kicking on day one, and the, I mean the fog was there, uh, and I couldn't see anything. It was so foggy, and that was perfect. The bait were the were moving. That wind was getting them moving, and I mean just throwing that vibrating jig, and I, I mean I was catching them left and right. I probably had thirty fish within an hour and a half into the tournament. Like it was lights out. It was. I, I honestly, I forgot about the tournament. Like I was just having a good time and going fishing and uh, caught like three 17s, three casts in a row. Like it was crazy. And I stopped fishing, I think like two hours, maybe not even that um, into the tournament. And then with like an hour left, I picked up my rod, made five, six casts and caught a 20 and a quarter. And I just called it a day. Like I didn't want to over, <laughs> overdo my spot and kind of so you, you just sat there all day huh um i sorted it i had this huge flat that i was fishing i was sharing it with a couple people but um i basically just kind of sat in one spot all day long because it, wow. it was just it was like kind of where the current was breaking and they would just i mean they would reload um and that wind would get the bait moving and they just kind of hang out there how, how, how deep was it yeah 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 it was so i was mainly fishing four four feet or less but in the afternoon i did have a deep spot where i was fishing like 15 feet um but day two those fish moved so i kind of had to figure something else out and what's your what what's your whole chatterbait setup yeah so i was actually using a jackhammer uh it was three eighths ounce green pumpkin shad and i cut the skirt a little bit so it's kind of parallel with the with the hook on it and I use a Tennessee Shad Zaka on it. Oh, I love that. That's one of my favorite chatterbaits to throw, along with the Tungsten Knocker from Picasso. Do you use the new paddle tail Zaka, or do you use the, the regular one? I, I, I mean, use I the regular one. Yeah. Yeah, I use the regular one because the paddle tail, I mean, just in my opinion, like when I, when I throw paddle tails, they just like, they kind of float up a little bit. They have like an angle on it. Like that, It could just be me and the way I'm doing it, but I, I really like the originals. And yeah, yeah, what's your line rod reel? That whole setup. Yeah, so I was using a Saint Croix uh, casting rod, and it was an Avid X medium heavy seven foot uh, extra fat, or it was just fast action. Um, and I was just using uh, I I, I stick with Seaguar. I really love um, yeah. my Seaguar line, but I was I was using fifteen pound um, Invis X and uh, 
turn turn tournament pro by lose uh, that reel like six three to one or something like that. Do you always use fifteen? Uh, that, fifteen pound, yeah. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I, I know mm -hmm. some people like, you know, like Brad Height, the chairbag guy, he says twenty all the time, and I mm -hmm. I've kind of messed with that with different things that. It helps a little bit if you go lighter line, you know, the smaller diameter line to get it down a little bit deeper. Is that is that why you use the like fifteen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always, um, I've always used kind of fifteen, so I've gotten used to it, and I've had no problems with it at all, even fishing thick grass with it. But I mean, on if I'm throwing like a crankbait or something, I mean, that one I need to go deeper. I'll throw like twelve. But um, all spin, all spinning reels, I throw ten. So I mean, it's kind of gotcha. just like that. Okay, all ten. All right, cool. All right, Matt, how about you, man? Tell us about your day one. Uh, day one was pretty good. Yeah, like I've been saying, been had a morning bite, pretty much top water, throwing a walking bait, yeah, lucky craft, Sammy, all morning. I was throwing a Mega Bass uh, Pop X, but it seemed like I was getting a little bit more of the bigger bites on that Sammy. And then, uh, I don't know, that lasted a couple hours, and then same deal, just switched over to the jackhammer pretty much the rest of the day and just covered some water. I was fishing four or five feet, okay. uh, some scattered hydrilla beds. I was fishing around them. I had another little thing that I found. Some guy was telling me there were some blue springs or something like that, and I thought I found one of those out in the middle of this bay I was fishing. And fish were kind of piling up, and they'd reload up on that, and they had kind of like a little weed edge that worked around that. And just kept hitting a couple of spots. I mean, I didn't cover much ground. I might have fished a couple hundred acres, though, all three days, and I fished the same area and just, just pounded it, to be honest with you. And they held up. They kept reloading my spots, and more fish would show up and then when they dropped that water too i think that brought some more bait out of the back bays i was fishing by blew some of the mat out with that wind that came with it and i think it accelerated my bite a little bit come tournament time were you fishing uh closer to the main lake or were you you fishing uh more like heading into the backwaters yeah i was i was fishing like mid creek i would say in the creek yep. i was in Sounds yeah. like both y'all were fishing with transitional stuff where they're both coming and going, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, do you, is it like the big Sammy or the the two hook or the big three hook one? It's the two hook. The little one. Yeah, yeah the one hundred. Yeah. Cool. Is it? Is there? I've been meaning. Yeah, I, I know Jackson was saying a foggy day one. Is there a certain color that you were using, or do you just keep it simple? I keep it pretty simple. It's a chrome and blue back. This is like yeah. a sexy shad column. Cool. Right. I've been meaning to, you know, pick up a Sammy and try it. Cause I love like, I love throwing spooks this time of year. I've just, yeah. for, I have so much success with it. I've never tried a Sammy, but I need to give a Sammy a, a run just to see. I mean, it could get better. Maybe the quality will pick up if I throw the Sammy or something. Yeah. I was getting big bites on it. And I was, I was each day I got a good fish on it. So I was content. I missed a couple too. That, that's my problem in the morning. I, I couldn't get more than a couple of fish each morning for that morning bite, but they they were missing it a lot, so I really wasn't sure what I needed to do. To, I tried slowing it down, but they they kept missing. I just were you uh, fishing Gunnersville or blind? <laughs> hey, sometimes I agree with yeah. you on that. They'll they'll miss the frog by three feet, and you're like, dude, 
what what yeah um were you were you like scanning and casting from there he gets yeah all the time yeah um were you scanning or were you like targeting like Uh, fish you were seeing or bait scanning i was just like i had a zone where i was fishing and it's just i just did laps so i was just pretty much power fishing a small area there you go boat on spot lock and i just cast around and around and around and around for about 10 15 minutes and i move 100 yards around and around and around and around, and around. fish seemed like they were wandering and then seemed like there was a lot of fish there that just didn't want to bite until they really wanted to bite so i just knew they were there and i had to cover the ground and eventually i'd find that one that was willing Heck yeah! Looking for the active stuff. Oh, well, that that that's a good question. How about your uh, your boat setup? What, what kind of kayak you in? Motor, all that. Yeah, good new canoe, uh, pursuit. Uh, paired up with a motor guide XI three. With a spot and lock it, and all that. That's I mean the whole setup's key. I mean I I just put that on track and a couple of clicks up and I'm barely creeping along and you can just sit there and cast 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 and not worry about nothing are you uh you doing a lot of standing and fishing in it oh yeah i stand all day i never sit down i took the seat right on my kayak i put a cooler in there and i just put acts like a a box sleeve you know i mean i can fit four boxes and then my terminal tackle box on the flat right on top of the small cooler and it's waterproof and if i got a long ride then i'll just sit down on the cooler are you uh are you still running the remote or did you buy the f- wireless foot pedal? No, I got the hand remote. Yeah. I just uh, I think it's a uh, Cody Milton. I think has both, and I just I figure for somebody that stands all the time, like you're saying, that pedal may come in come in I, handy. I've, I've been I've been thinking about that, so I mean, I told myself maybe I'll, after the years out, I'll I'll get one and try it out, but it would be kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Also, you got to keep that, both feet on the ground at the same time in the kayak. You know, I mean. That's yeah, that that too. that seems like it'd be tough. For, I mean, I'm a heavy guy. I'm I'm not staying up all the time in, in my pursuit anyway. So yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I, the I pursuit's a killer platform. Man, I'm, yeah. I'm sometimes during the spawn, I'll stand up on my cooler, so I get that extra two feet of elevation to, to look down into the water and people see me i'm standing on that thing driving around fighting fish off the top of it wow yeah that the pursuit's killer it's got pretty good stability for real but you like dan was just talking about and you were saying got to keep both feet on the ground i've been standing before hit something and landed on my face on that front hatch of that boat so it's it's definitely possible oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's something to keep in mind yeah at the susquehanna i had a couple of moments there in the dock steaming out in the morning hitting some of them rock slate ledges that you can't see yep <laughs> all right i'm i'm going to mute you mute you whenever you're not talking still got a little bit of popping I yeah i don't know what yeah. the hell's up with the mic <laughs> it's all right man all right uh, jackson how about you man i know you're a hobie guy yeah i'm in the hobie pro angler 14 with the 360 drive i i i really love it i mean i've got nothing but great things to say about the 360 and i mean it, it was a game changer with those kick-up ends um especially when i'm fishing rocky areas and shallow um shallow bottom so and the the, the grass too i'm sure it's i mean everybody knows that's kind of and maybe an advantage that hope you guys have with that mirage drive that it you know it a lot of times yeah. it, 
pick up grass. It's super have you easy had... to oh go ahead. No, go ahead, finish up. I'll ask you. Oh, I was just gonna say it's super easy to pedal through that all that thick grass, just kind of like you were saying. So it made it where I was fishing, that was super key. Have you uh you had any thoughts on throwing a motor on it? I have actually. I've been talking to my dad about that here probably the last three weeks. I'm really, really looking at um the torpedo um or uh, even the motor guide. I, I'm really looking at both of those and um I'm probably going to end up getting one before next year and before next season. I think I'll spend those tournament winnings on something. (laughs) And you already got Dakota, old Stormy. He can hook you up with the battery for it. Oh, yeah. Stormy's great. Super, super grateful for him. I've seen people people in the Hobie, they've either, they both, they they either have the bow mount or the Torquedo. They kind of go both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's. I know a couple people at both. Like I, I was fishing with Gene Jensen. I think he's got both. <laughs> yeah, that that's a, money. Man, that bona fide. That that's a lot of weight to put on that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he fishes out of it just fine. I mean, he. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it looked it looked really stable and everything. Yeah, you said that you were fishing right by him. So I mean, yeah, I'm, you got to see it firsthand while you were sitting there eating hot dogs and. And he's fishing. You're just waiting for the day. He's pulling one of those Jason Lambert. Was it him? Yeah, I think it was him. That I think it was last year at one of the events. He he got a 30-pound bag by like 10 a.m. on the final day. And he had joked yeah. around and said that if he did that, he was going to you know, call it quits and order a pizza. And he literally had them deliver the pizza to the bank. And he just pulled his boat up and kicked back and <laughs> chilled. <laughs> it was like goals. Timmy Horton did that in a tournament one time. He won, and then at the end of the day, he just went and ate some hot dogs. It's like, I got. You can't even up. be mad, man. If no. you put up a thirty-pound bag before like eleven o'clock, yeah, period. I don't care if you put it up an hour before the tournament's over. You have done your job. Like, just go. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll get into day two. We'll start with you this time, Matt. How how'd your day two go? Ah, uh, well, it's kind of disappointing at first. I. I missed like a four pounder came completely out of the water. First cast, as uh, you know what they say about the first cast thing. So maybe <laughs> it's right. a blessing <laughs> at the same time. But I missed that and that kind of bummed me out. And I missed a lot of fish in the mornings, like I said. So my second day is kind of a little struggle in the morning, a little bit of a struggle. And then I think it was like somewhere around nine ish. I got a 21 and a half. So that kind of brought up the spirits. But it was kind of slow, but same deal. I was just working that top water, same area, and just grinding it out, waiting for that one good one to commit. I figured if I could get one good one in the morning, then I'd definitely be able to grind out the rest of my limit in the afternoon. My afternoon bite was a, a little stronger and more fish, but the quality wasn't like it had been in the morning, so I just knew I had to stay focused and as much as I wanted to move around more and go check other areas when it slowed down, I just knew I'd finally pick one up if I stayed there and was patient enough. Were you uh were you watching the standings, watching Tourney X real close, letting it get to you, or were you just kind of like whatever? No, I mean that that all depends on how long I go without catching a fish. That's when that comes in my practice. So <laughs> a couple hours and I haven't got one, and it's like, all right, I'll take a look and. But it'd probably be better off if I just didn't look all day. But on the same yeah. hand, you see guys catching fish, you know, if you got to make a move or not. And Very true. Relocate or, or change something up because you know they're biting. So 
if they're biting somewhere, they're most likely biting where you're at, just whether you're throwing the right thing or not. Gotcha. That's a good rule of thumb. If you know, that's a good way to think about it. I I feel like a lot of guys don't look at it like that, and that's that's probably the only thing that kept me when I fished the Bass Nation event on Logan Martin before my motor died and all of my morale went out the window. Like it was tough that morning. And I just stopped finally was like, okay, I said I wasn't going to, but I'm going to look. And I was like in like 30th place. And I was like, okay. And like first place was obviously like just one big bite away from me, even at that point. And I was like, okay. So obviously I'm doing what I need to do and everybody's struggling. And then when I had all my other issues, the whole thing just went out the window. Yeah. But that's a, that's a good tip for everybody to, you know, you can, you can use it to your advantage if you can keep your head straight. Right. Jackson, how, how about you, man? Day two. Yeah, day two. I mean, it was same the same, con- same conditions and everything. Uh, but it was a lot tougher. Uh, I In the morning, I did end up catching my limit really early, like early, the earliest I've ever caught a limit, probably in a tournament. But the big ones, they were there, but I kept losing them. I don't know what was going on, but Gene was having the same problem. They were just, I mean – we were reeling in and they just hit it and they wouldn't, they wouldn't fully get it. And it hurt a couple of times because I saw a couple like 18s, 19s. Like I probably lost three over 18 there in the morning, like just right at the boat. They just come and grab it super fast. And I mean, there was nothing I could do about it, but finally I did get a 21 and some change. And I mean, it was all uphill from there, like a couple 17s and a 16. And I knew I just – I had to be done. Like, I knew it wasn't enough to win the Challenge Series event or stay in first for the national championship. But, I mean, it was hard to do. But I, I really just – if I wanted a chance at even getting close to win, winning this event, I had to manage my fish because it wasn't that big of an area. And I, I had a couple other areas. But where I was, I mean, people were just hammering it, like bass boats, kayaks. So, I mean, I, I just had to do my best. I have an idea of where you were and I'm not going to say it out loud, but <laughs> just be, the fact that you said you were fishing with Gene, I know that's an area that he knows and I'm like, I've seen him there before. And just like you said though, it's a killer area and the fish, they're always there. They always reload, but mm-hmm. people beat that spot apart for sure. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, I saw people like when I was just kind of sitting there on my spot during the day, like people were catching them left and right. They were they weren't big ones. They were like cookie cutters, like fourteen to sixteen inches. But I mean, they they were stacked up there. And like during practice, the bait were they were set up perfect during practice. Like twenty twos, like there was. I mean, they were everywhere. Wow. How, how many days did you practice? How, like, I only, how, yeah. How long had have you fished here before, and how long did it take you to find that? And how did you I've, find? Yeah, I've never fished there before. But I did have a day and a half to practice. I just kind of, you know, I trusted my gut and went off of what I do good. And I get, I love fishing grass. So I just kind of fished what I'm confident in and just kind of pretended it was a lake back home. And I mean, it worked out and it fished just like one of the lakes I love to fish. And I mean, everything just kind of planned out the way that it planned out, I guess. That's all. How about you, man? How much practice did you get? I got it. I got some good practice in. I mean, I eliminated a, a real lot of water. I think we got there um, Wednesday night, the week before. So we fished oh, Thursday okay. up wow. until 
we practiced up until Tuesday. I fished one creek on uh, the first day we were there, and a lot of those uh, elite guys were in there, but I didn't catch nothing. I didn't see anybody catch nothing. I covered miles and miles of water, and I just really didn't care for it. I might have had three blow-ups in a week and a half on the frog, so I just didn't have any of that frog action or punching action that I was expecting to have coming down here. So after that first day, I wasted one day there, and and then uh, I pretty much fished another two days where I actually did fish a tournament, and then I went and fished another creek uh, one day, and I caught fish down there, but... I didn't catch as many. I caught some decent ones, but I didn't catch as many, and I thought there'd be a lot more people down in that area, so I kind of bailed out of there, and then I just went back to where I got some decent fish <laughs> and just really tried to dial that in in two days without really killing my spots and kind of figured it out that they're in this one area. So I got plenty of pre-fishing in, which was good. Usually we go down, it's only two days before the tournament, so... No, and you, you, you kind of needed on Gunnersville because Gunnersville's huge. Yeah, I mean, I, I went out to the main river and I saw fish out there, and you know, I got excited about that. They were breaking on shad, but I couldn't get them to really commit out there. Two hours of fishing and watching them smash shad, and I got three fish to to bite. So that's so frustrating. I, yeah, I just went, but that stuff will drive me nuts. So I, I just went back yeah. into the creeks and fished where I could catch them. Well, here, I'll, I'll go over some of the numbers here. Uh, on day one, Jackson, you had 92 and three quarter. Corey Dreyer was in second with 92 and a quarter. Matt, you were in third with 89 and three quarter. Derek Brundle in fourth with 89 and a quarter. And Alex Cox, 88. Day two, Jimmy McClurkin won that day with 92 inches. Matt, you were in second with 91 and a quarter. Troy Inky with 88 and three quarter. Clint Henderson, he's not from far from there. Uh, you could expect he was going to be up there with 88 and a half. Jason Broach, 88 and a quarter. Jackson, seventh with 87 and a quarter. And then Derek dropped all the way down 79, three quarters. So he had, you know, not a great day too. But then now we're getting into that day three. I'll tell the numbers here. Mike Elsie, we were talking about him, champ from last year. Uh, he had 98 inches, had a just mega, mega day, best bag of the tournament. Alex Cox, second with 93 and three-quarter. Matt, you were super consistent. Um, you went from three to two and then to three again, 92 and a quarter. And your numbers actually went up every day. That's that's awesome. Uh, Joshua Sharp in fourth with 92. Rob Pagano, 91 inches. Derek with 90 and three-quarter and six. And Jackson, you dropped down that day. Sounds like that's that area that you were sharing with Gene and just the pressure mm -hmm. kind of eventually got to it, huh? And you had yeah, I think I think the weather played played a huge factor too. I honestly think it was thought it was going to be the best day of the week, but I mean the the bait moved and I went searching for him, but I just I couldn't find him. Yeah. So t tell us about your day three. I mean, still eighty two and a quarter. It's not like you not like you tanked and had a terrible day. I mean, that's that's still a good day. Yeah, I mean, I caught fish. Like, I I was really excited because I actually got to fish my area thoroughly and, I mean, not worry about, you know, putting too much pressure on my area and catching too many fish there. And, I mean, 
it was really, really tough to get a bite in the morning. The wind wasn't there. There was no fog at all. And when I saw that, you know, I, I got nervous. Like I really did. Cause I fished two day, I fished two day tournaments before and the conditions completely change and they're different than what like the weather says. And, you know, it's tough and you don't figure them out till like the last hour and you regret things. And, you know, I just kind of, I fished an hour without a bite, I think. And, you know, I just tried to adjust. And instead of throwing that vibration jig and spinnerbait and topwater, I had to switch to that Senko, that 10 inch worm. And as soon as I did that, I mean, they, it was just back to back to back. And I mean, they weren't big fish. Like my biggest fish was only 17 inches that day. But I mean, it was it was fun, and I had a blast, and I've got no regrets of, about how I went fishing, and I mean, it just played out the way it did. So they they just kind of went down further in the grass. I I honestly think they went farther out. Like I went farther into the grass, searched for them. I mean, I lost one that was probably eighteen, nineteen, um, at the very very end of the day. But I think they went farther out and went into that current. But I just I could not find them, and I didn't want to waste too much time looking for them. Yeah. All right, Matt, day three. You're like, man, I've had two great days. Third after day one, second after day two. So you were leading it at that point, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had it then. So, I mean, going in day day three, what, what are you thinking? This is my first big tournament, my first big national championship. I'm here. I'm leading the dang thing. And so you had already won the after day two, the trail series and the challenge series, they had been, you had won those. Yeah. Okay. I, so I, you're feeling good. You've got a couple of beers in you, I guess. And you're going in, <laughs> going in day three. Real comfortable going into the day three. I mean, I, I had better fish day two than I had day one. I yeah. missed a couple big ones on the top water and on day two in the morning. So I felt confident that there were some more big ones in there. Actually, one I caught on a chatterbait hit about six feet from the kayak, and when I set the hook, it went one way, and then another wake went the other way. So I was like, "Oh man, there was there was two big ones competing for my chatterbait." So I felt confident that there was still a couple big ones in there to be caught, and and I was I did better the, that day. The second day at the end the end of the afternoon they came up school and so i'm like all right this is still plenty of fish so i was feeling really confident and uh but it was kind of slow for me when that that wind picked up that first little bit of wind that came in the morning on the third day it, it blew all the grass loose grass from the mat out to where i was fishing so no no top water even fish that walking bait in there so yeah. i, I kind of had to like cast and then i could get 10 feet of work in it and then i'd have to just tap out and reel it in and cast or another little clear spot and then it, the wind picked up and moved it off a little bit to the east and cleared it up for me thank god after the first like hour and a half and then it died out and it was it was better but that is really annoying being on gunnersville and it does that and there's so uh, much grass on top yeah yeah Oh, yeah. I, was in, I can't I was stand when you panic. can. I was in full panic when that wind picked up. I'm like, this is going to kill me in here. It's just going to be littered with grass all over, and I ain't going to get my morning bite. And then it's going to be, I'm going to have to get the afternoon bite. So I was a little nervous, and but I kept getting the texts from my mom and 
family, sisters and brothers, and just relax. Call me one time. Make sure I was tolerate. You didn't see me putting anything up on the leaderboard for a little bit, so. <laughs> kind of walked me off the cliff, but I knew the fish were there, so I just had to be patient and, and just keep doing what I was doing. It was working, so it, it all worked out. I you seem like a the, pretty uh, chill kind of zen guy. Like, it wouldn't really get to you that much, you know? But both of y'all do. Yeah, and, and maybe that's the reason y'all are at the top, because y'all both here seem very... a little bit, but I might not show it. Yeah. Yeah, y'all uh, both seem very level, level-headed. Yeah, and then I, and then I had a I had a decent lead. I, uh, I had jacks by an, an inch, and then the, the next guy was seven inches for third, and then I think it was like 11 inches for after that. So I'm like, you know, you got a little bit of buffer, so... You don't have to be full panicked yet. You know, these guys have to get a, a really big bag. If I, I felt as though if I could hit 80, 85, and maybe Jackson didn't put up a real big bag, then I'd, I'd be all right. But you know how it is in Gunnersville that somebody can just yeah. destroy you in the matter of two, three casts. So, I mean, yeah, Jackson could have caught that 25 5 that that guy. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gunnersville, will, Gunnersville will change the standings in a hurry. Yeah. 25 that, that fish was only like eight pounds. That was that, huge. Yeah, that's only. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I, I caught a 23 and a half, uh, uh, eight three earlier this year on Gunnersville, and it was 23 and a half. There's two inches more. And yeah, same. That weight. was that 23 that I caught a few weeks ago was only six pounds. It was so sad wow. <laughs> to see the, to see the mouth come out of the water. Uh, we all do it. I was like, it's 10. Yeah. No. <laughs> I caught some close. real skinny fish down there. I'll tell you, I got a 17 and three quarter. And it was half embarrassing to throw it in the score tracker because <laughs> it was narrower than my catch board. And his head was so shrunken that the you could see the V's in the top of its skull is just like, like, how's there this much bait? And this fish looks like it's anorexic. I just, I caught quite a few fish like that. I, I couldn't believe it. I don't know if it's like joke a metabolism and, thing or yeah, the competition yeah. for the food or just sick fish. That's I always tell everybody that it's just because there's so many, you know, eights, nines, and tens eating everything in that area. Cause you it I can't tell you how many pictures I probably have on my phone of fish from Gunnersville, just like you said, in the spring, that you should be catching an eighteen that's, you know, just about to pop. Yeah. And they're, you know, paper thin, just like you said. You can see the V's. Yeah. You can see your, you can see the hog trough all the way around it, and it's just, just like you said, it's embarrassing to send that one in. Like the bass, this is what the bass boat guys are laughing at. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll go over the numbers here. So in the end, Matt, you had two seventy three and a quarter. Uh, Jackson two sixty one and a quarter, uh, and Derek two fifty nine and three quarter. Russ two fifty eight. Alex Cox with two fifty seven and a quarter. So. So congrats, man, y'all. I mean, y'all did it. It happened. Uh, you know, that's that that's an amazing thing. The best this field that's so good, any national championship to do well anywhere in the top in the money is is an amazing feat against the people that you're fishing against. So really congratulations on and on a body of water that neither of y'all have been to before, right? Had you been there before, Jackson? I've never been to Gunner yeah. no. Wow, wow, I didn't know that. I figured you'd been down here. Mm -mm. No, it, you know something to say for Matt is 
you know, rookie year, you hammer out an amazing, That's, you know, year. Yeah. You do good. You win the pinnacle, you know, and then you triple crowned it. Like, you might as well quit kayak fishing now because yeah, what high are you going to get? Please quit kayak fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least the tournaments I'm going to fish. I'll just drive me that much more to just, you know, I'm, I'm, do it I'm again. super competitive no matter what I do. When, when I was dirt bike racing, man, I, like, I got a dirt bike, and in the first year I wanted to go out and race hair scrambles. It's like, dude, you got to learn how to ride the dirt bike before you can go and race. But, nah. If I'm competing, then that's what I'm happy doing, whether it's fishing or anything. I'm super competitive, so I just got some heavy drive to keep my head down and, and keep going. That's right. So, Matt, what, what do you have coming up after this? Uh, the next plant thing is the tan house. I locked a position in that. Thank God. I didn't think I was. When I came down to Gunnersville, I was, I was chasing my ROI. I had a bad super trail up in Maine, bombed that, and then we went right down to uh, Virginia and fished their super trail the very next weekend with no pre-fishing, just showed up at the ramp, figuring there was only 40 guys signed up. If I finish somewhere mid-pack, I'm going to pick up 100 AOI points, so that's a no-brainer. So we went down there and did that. I think I I think I got in by 60 points, so it it, it, it paid off. It paid off. Heck yeah. There ain't any other tournaments left this year? Or is it t- taking a break and going to the woods? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll be hitting the I'll be hitting the woods up until the rest of the year for sure. I yeah. might get out a couple of days after work and try to hook a couple of giants, but it's deer season now. So Yeah, that's yeah, sure. right. Y'all have great hunting up there, huh? Yeah, it ain't bad. I mean it's it's not like you're hunting any farm country or anything. I'm looking in houses, windows, and stuff in my tree stands most of the time. So, wow, <laughs> kind of like an urban hunting type deal up this way. And there's a lot of guys, so it's tough to at, get away from anybody. Oh, whenever I was in the Air Force, I, had, I was up in Bangor for six months. I was out golfing, and this big giant moose goes walking in front of me, like in front of the green. I'm like a hundred yards out, like not a care in the world. It's like I live here. You. Yeah, I'm all set with hunting Maine, man. I went to Maine one year. I hunted for seven days. I saw one doe. I'm like, I'm never coming back to this state again. <laughs> never. It's tough hunting up there. There's a lot of woods up there. A lot. And Jackson, how, how about you, man? I, I know you got that the big tournament of champions coming up. Yeah, I've got the TSC. I'm really looking forward to that. Then I think I'm also going to fish um, – there's a Bass Nation event on Chickamauga, Chick. I think, like, late November or something. I, I'm going to try to fish that, and if I can get out of school and do that. So, Well, I'm just going to come fish with you because I'm going to fish that event, and I have no clue what to do on that lake because every time I look <laughs> at it on the map, my head explodes. Oh, I, I love that lake. That lake is so good. It's one of my favorite. I've never been ever. there. Really? It's, it's, it's a good it's lake. Shape, it's shape I'll show you a couple of waypoints for you. Hey, I'll take him. Yeah. I'll take him. Yeah, here uh, you got a. There you go, Bailey. He's going to be there. It, it's kind of shaping up to where the um, where that check event. I know, you know, Josh Smith from Dark Waters. You you've got people from all over the country because it's the only event in November. There's nothing else to fish. I, th- I right. think that one, 
turn out to be like a mega event, like a in the year huge blowout tournament. Yeah, I bet there's gonna I, be I honestly over think you could, people. Yep. Yeah. I was just about to say, I think it's gonna be like the the first one. And it's gonna mm-hmm. be just literally every name, everybody gonna come down for it. Yeah. You should come down there too, Matt, man. Just come come yeah, put the hammer on the have to bust out the paddle though, right? That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Just get a pivot drive. I don't have arms for paddling, man. These things are like twigs. I'm right there with you. Get a pivot drive, man. You can pedal that thing around. Yeah. Oh, the, maybe uh, who knows? Maybe you just put the bug in my ear. So yeah, well, they're they've been on back order, but they'll, they'll, at the end of this month, they'll be available. Hey, I'm, I'm sure we could get you one. In the woods. Yeah, I'm know. sure Blake will send you a pivot drive. No problem. Yeah, we'll work something out. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, so, look, you could get you could get a non-resident hunting license. You could do a little pre-fishing, do a little hunting in Tennessee. There's some big deer in Tennessee. Then you could go slay them on chick, and then you go hunting some more. Yeah, that would work out. That would work out. See? You got some land that I can poach or what? <laughs> you come down to Alabama, I can put you in some spots, man. Man, you were right. where y'all I were fishing. You down were, there. I seen some deer. You know, Jackson County, where y'all are at for the tournament, is got they've had state record deer there tons of times, and probably 20 minutes from where y'all are at, I have a buddy that's got 1,200 acres down there full of monsters man you have nice. to have to come back down check it out oh i see i i had deer walk up on me when i was fishing so it's pretty cool i like seeing that stuff while i'm out there yeah i heard gunshots i didn't think it was gun season but i heard gunshots and then deer show up and then they run off and i hear more gunshots so i was like hmm. man these these rednecks they don't care yeah, I was fixing to say, you're right. It wasn't season, but again, just like he just said, it doesn't matter for some of these guys. <laughs> That's what I assumed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Matt, anybody, uh, you know, congrats again. Anybody you want to thank? Nah, All right. I just want to thank friends and family, you know, right. same peeps that have been rooting me on all year. Uh, you know, my good friend Derek Brundle and Rob Bagnona, we did a lot of traveling together, a lot of good times, a lot of Good memories and a real lot of laughs with them guys, you know, and just really been enjoying myself all season. So, and, yeah. you know, anybody that supports me, I got to thank, you know, and my boss too for, you know, I got a couple of weeks paid off, but I've probably taken about six weeks of time off this year. So he's, he's really taking care of me. I can't thank him enough. Very cool. Hey, that's a good point that we just missed. Yeah. The chick event's a Bassmaster event. You can use your motor. Yeah. It's not a Hobie. I didn't. That flew right over my head. Oh, that's, a, that's a bass. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, here he comes. Uh, <laughs> we'll get the train going. <laughs> All right, Jackson. How about you, man? I, I, I got to tell you, I love that gill gear. I see you wearing that gill shirt. Mm-hmm. Shout, shout them people out. I know they got some great gear. Oh, yeah. They're they're amazing. I mean, from rain gear to just everyday clothes. I mean, they're they're spectacular. But, no, I want to I wanna thank you guys for having um, us on tonight. And, I mean, it's been a blast for sure. My friends, family, sponsors, and, of course, the main upstairs for, you know, directing me in this path. And, I, I mean, I'll, I'll list my sponsors right now. I've. I've got 13 amazing companies that, you know, I've been, I've been very grateful to establish relationships with. I got the Casa Lures, 
St. Croix rods, gill fishing, Hobie, Eagle Claw and Trocar, Ram mounts, Tourney Tag, Tourney X, Fishing Online. I want to give a huge shout out to Fishing Online real quick. I mean, they, they overnighted a package to me that I really needed really bad for that event. Um, so, uh, huge shout out to them. And I got Cal Coast Fishing, Dakota Lithium, Dry Dock Marine Center, and Tacticam. So, I'm super grateful. Um, as a 17-year-old, I mean, this... This has been surreal, and I mean, I'm just going to keep doing it as much as I can and take fishing uh, to the next level as as far as I can go, I guess, and whatever, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to give it my all. That's right, man. Be yeah, all man. Yeah. That The trajectory you're on, be all in, you know, no, don't think about anything else. Just do it. You, you'll get oh, I there. appreciate it. I appreciate I, it. I, I think everybody in the sport believes you're going to get there. So just keep it yeah, up. I, I think that you're on the path to get there. If not before most anybody else, you'll do bigger and better things than most anybody else. Uh, will. and it's my honest opinion. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure I don't even want to say 10 years could be a few years from now. We're going to, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you throw it on Bassmaster. Be like, know that guy. Oh, he used to no, kick our that... butts down here too. <laughs> yeah, we're traveling together and then, Matt, I'll come on too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, thanks, hey, Scott, guys. Wish you good luck at that TOC tournament. Man. Oh, thank good you luck, so much. Yeah. Hey, down. congratulations on everything. Take it down. Seriously. It, it was a pleasure competing against you over yeah. this tournament and, oh, and all the other big sure. hammers that are out there in KBF. So, yeah, I'm for just sure. blessed to be able to compete and blessed for it all to work out and pan out the way it did. Sure. Amen. Amen. There you go. And we'll have Derek on another time. Congrats to him, third place. Uh, we wasn't able to have him on tonight, but we've had him on before, and we'll get him on again. All but right. uh, congrats to you, too, and we'll see you all again for too long. Thanks right, for guys. being awesome. Thank you. Yep, thank you so much. Have a good night. Thanks, and good luck in the woods. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, appreciate it. Y'all, too. Talk about two gentlemen right there. That's a – Doesn't wow. get any better. Yeah. that Two men that are doing it right. That's a – that's fun to see you, man. All right, so let's talk about some events that happened last weekend. Uh, let me mess up some names. If I mess them up, call my boss, Brian. He'll, uh, he'll tell you to, I don't know, he'll just, I don't know what he'll tell you. But, he probably just yeah. won't answer it. It's yeah, probably. DM him. <laughs> Our customer service is poor here at Pat Linfin. <laughs> <laughs> but you had the Cass Tennessee State Championship, 98 Anglers, old KBN Ryan Lambert. Won that one, whooped the field by over 10 inches, 98 and a half. Uh, beat uh, absolute hammer, Brad Golden, 88 and a quarter. Jordan Marshall, he's always up there, 88 and a quarter. You had the Pennsylvania Bass Nation Kayak Series on Susquehanna, 34 anglers. David Gallagher won that one with 88 and a half. John Klein with 87 and a quarter. And Josh Sims with 87 inches. And then you had the Arkansas Kayak Fishing State Championship on Beaver Lake. That one had 51 anglers. Dwayne Beatty, a name that you hear over and over and over. And he was on KBN tonight. If y'all didn't hear that before our show, uh, check, go back and watch that show, 84 and a half. Uh, second place, Kyle Long, 77 and a quarter. And Cole Sykes with 77 and, and a quarter. There was the Wild West Bass Trail. They had their tournament championship tournament champions out on clear lake and i emailed them uh the results were not up on tourney x and i emailed the director but he didn't get back with me so 
Somebody won that one. I don't know who it was, but. Uh, <laughs> so if you're listening, congrats. Yeah, whoever it was, congratulations. Uh, Cincinnati Kayak Fishing, they had their tournament champions. Everybody's got a TOC now. Um, that was only sounds different- cool. It does. Because it's a championship. Three fish limit. Uh, Braden Lamb went 46 and a half. Chris Anderson also went 46 and a half. And then Chad Turner in third went 46 and a quarter. So, yeah, first, second, and third were separated by a quarter of an inch. That uh, so that sucks, man. Yeah. That's the, what we were talking about before is – if you get beat, you like it. When you get whipped, you cannot stand when you lose by a quarter of an inch. Yep. Yes, Joel, I was in there first. I did 10 years. You got 10 years from me. Yeah. All right. But uh yeah, again, if you're if you if you don't have anything going on this weekend, come to Dale Hollow. I mean, you can look at pictures from Christine Fisher and uh Catherine Field, who we had on last week. I mean, they were laying a hammer down today so the bites on catch us some giant uh giant smallmouth come on out we're going to have, like we said earlier it's it's going to be a good time seminars all that good stuff in nine years there you go but uh yeah it's going to be a good time dale hollow beautiful place come check it out and then uh everybody uh tune in next weekend me and dan are also fishing the kbbt yes we are dan's fishing saturday i'm fishing sunday yeah, I'm, I've never fished Dale Hollow, and I'm not going so, to get yeah. practice because I'm going on a hope and a prayer. I am out of vacation time. I'm just showing up with a Ned rig and going to let it fly. I got. And then uh, I talked to Marcus Coates called me today, man, and he's like, "Man, I think it's going to be awesome if you and Dan both, you know, get out of the first round." I was like, "Dude, I don't need you talking to me like that right now." Like, dude, he he got not only did he blow his transmission today, but he like cut his finger and the other wrist has a ligament problem so he's like out of commission for a while so yeah he called me to tell me how he did it and it was just i was wow like not how you thought did did he tell you how he did it no uh-uh. like it, so i thought he said blew the transmission i figured he's working on his truck no and he uh was trying to open a can of lucas transmission additive handed it to his wife with a knife she couldn't she handed it back when he popped it open it took out he said like he took a chunk of his thumb with it yeah. I was like, dude, you just need to go home. This isn't a good Monday. <laughs> Who are you fishing against? I can't even remember. Uh, you know, sorry to the guy. Don't don't remember his name. It's a Nebraska angler, though. Oh, he's he's got Marty Hughes. Oh, God bless you, man. <laughs> Marty, yeah. Marty, Marty, out of Nebraska. Who thought Nebraska had such good fish? But I don't, I don't know where he gets them from. That's what. That's the only thing bothering me right now about the whole deal is. Like I feel confident because I'm fishing against an angler that I don't know from Nebraska, but I mean, just like you just said, like people can get on a good bag there. Marty was and, up like almost a hundred inches a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and my, my my spots aren't holding out because I'd planned on coming home and fishing something I know. So I'm just gonna really put my head down on Del Hollow and see if I can figure something out. I think I'm gonna chuck a big swim bait and just hope for, you know, it's a the bait of 10,000 casts. Well, maybe I can do it five times in one day if I throw it enough. I've got a, I have no idea. And so this, like I'm fishing Dale hollow Saturday. If I happen to make it past the next weekend, we're going camping on Smith Lake. So that's just spot. So even if I make it, even if I make it to week two, I mean, it's a trip. 
we had to cancel before on uh, Smith Lake Campground. We rescheduled it to this weekend. So I'm not going to change a family trip. So I'm going to be fishing spots week two, and that sucks. Well, I'm probably going to have to hit you up to borrow some some spots that you got down there. If you're not going to be using them, see if I can. That's if I even get to week two, man. Like, yeah. you just got to do it a week at a time. I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself. Yeah. So if I happen to make it past weekend week one, it's not week two's not looking good either. So, which you're already qualified for their national championship, aren't you? No, I thought you did the first qualifier and got eighth. Yeah, I got eighth, but that one, it's only these two national championship tournaments that count towards that. Oh, I thought the one that you did was part of that. No. Oh, whoop, my bad. Sorry. That's the whole reason I signed up because I wanted to get national championship, their national championship qualifier. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it. Big chance. I, I won a tournament this weekend too. I ain't even say that. Small tournament, but I won. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good River, job, Dan. River Region Kayak Anglers. That felt good. Though. What What'd you win with? I don't know, 40, 45 and three quarter. It was three fish, half a day deal. It was, but they halved it because this hurricane was coming through, you know, the edge yeah. delta. So they only did half a day and it was brutal out there. But uh, I was going to say, you still got soaked. I guarantee it. Yeah, it rained all it, but it didn't thunder. Like I was only, I was literally only expecting to be like a, you know, I don't know, to fish till like nine or something like that and was able to fish the whole time. So I wouldn't, I didn't know about that. Hey, he said, no, it's top 16 from all the brackets. Maybe I am qualified. I asked Mark. He said I wouldn't. I'm going to find out about <laughs> that. That's why I signed up. Oh, that's all right. It'll be funny. I won't maybe, maybe we can, uh, both get out of week one and then get matched against each other. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll, if I'm qualified, I'll just lay over for you. Ah, that's not even fair. I want to give it to me. I want to want to fight. I'll be in a paddle. I'll, I'll be in a paddle cag. I'll let you have the motor. <laughs> Something like that. We'll, we'll figure out. All right. Well, thanks everybody for watching. And thanks again to Matt and Jackson. Great. Great guys having on, gentlemen. They did a great job. Congratulations. And KBF, do you want to talk about the before we leave? Do you want to talk? We can talk about anything you want to. I'm not afraid to share my opinions. <laughs> if you didn't know, and well, I'm sure everybody knows if you're watching this, you're in tournament fishing. And um, Real quick, just to give him his credit, if he happens to be watching, I'm fishing against Ben Steele. There you go. Ben Steele. Cool name. Yeah. But yeah, Jason, I've got Jason Campbell. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jason's a hammer. We fished in the KBBT, um, the team deal, the relay. We fished in that together and he held up our team and I caught like a 15. So uh, I hate to be fishing against him, you know, so, but it is what it is, but he's got a good chance since I'm fishing somewhere I've never been before. But uh, yeah, KBF, they had a big snafu with Tourney X. Yeah, just a mess. It's happened again. They got blown up on social media like they should be. And uh, if you go back and watch the weigh-in show yesterday with Scott Butcher and you listen to Chad and uh, Dwayne Wally from Tourney X, they kind of talk about it in usual Chad fashion. He talks, you know... He talked about the entire thing. 
and I'll, I'll just say, I don't have a dog. I, I'm not a hater. I fished KBF this year. I qualified for a national championship next year. I did, you know, one challenge series because that's, I didn't, I didn't have the vacation time to fish more tournaments. I already had my schedule set. And right. I, I threw that in there because I wanted to qualify for the NC next year. So, so I'm not a hater. I'm not throwing arrows. I'm not anything else. And I even put this quote down. Well, I, I won't even quote it, but I'll say I watched something earlier in the year where Chad was talking about he was trying to get rid of the drama and he wanted to do that. Like eventually, if you're arguing arguing with a bunch of people, eventually you find out the common denominator is you. That if the same problem keeps happening, then there's an issue with you because it's happening to you all the time. If there's issues all the time with KBF and the KBF National Championship, the, what's the common denominator in that problem that keeps happening? So I'm not throwing shade. I, I truly want to see Hobie, Bass, and KBF do well. But I will say it definitely put, and I'm saying this personally because I'm not throwing I'm not throwing shade or anything else. That's not we absolutely try not to do that here at Paddling Finn. We try to stay neutral and, and kind of keep it more uplifting. We make a point of doing that. But um, it put into question me wanting to fish the national championship next year because I'm concerned, what am I signing up for? If I'm signing up for something that I know there's going to be problems because seems like there always is a problem. If I look into the history of KBF and the national championship, there's consistently been problems. I know I'm signing up for a tournament that is going to have problems. That yeah, you know, that's good about spending $400. That's, that's something up. that I, I hope that they, they listen to from other people, you know, like, like, like you're saying, I don't really have much of a dog in the fight at all. I've been against fishing KBF, not, for any reason it's just you know one i never can make the events that come down here and like I can, I can honestly say that i haven't even really fished kbf i signed up for two of the monthlies this year but literally was so busy i i, I never put my boat in the water for either of them um but like you talk to a lot of guys around here and why they don't fish kbf and it's the issues that arise and the and it's not to point fingers kbf is you know ran by more than one person, everything is no, there's no company that's one. I mean, this isn't true. Most of the time there's more people, you know, helping make decisions, helping things go along, but they're not always saying I don't fish KBF because of Chad Hoover, but it's, I don't fish, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to fish KBF because there's always issues. There's always drama, all the negativity. You can go anywhere on, social media platforms and, and it's not, I mean, people talk crap about everybody. So, but it's just always that. And then, you know, I felt like that them stepping things down this year was a killer move, you know, having the fewer tournaments and stuff like that. And, you know, the numbers weren't there at first on the two day thing and then it was getting better. And then, you know, and I, like you said, I'm rooting for it to, yeah, I want all three of them to work, you know, who cares? It's just more good opportunities because like right now you can say that the national championship, the KBF NC is the most hyped biggest event of the year right now. Yep. Um, 
no matter, I mean, you have to acknowledge that. I mean, they had with all of the complications and changing of scheduling and everything, they still had 300 guys or 300 people show up. Um, I want to see it work, but the immediate drama that happened because of the issue with Tourney X or, you know, that's got to affect people, you know, affect their thought process, affect, I mean, hell, who knows? It could even affect how your sponsors look at you. Like, I mean, I'm a businessman. I understand that there's always people looking at you like, it just can't be a good look. And and I'm not saying that they're lying or they're in the wrong for what happened. I mean, I know a little bit about computers and servers and not as far as code writing, but, you know, for Tourney X to have an issue show up, I'm honestly not surprised because, I mean, what was it? There were, I can't remember. There were 300 anglers. I can't even remember the number of fish submissions that yeah, went in. It was, it was insane. Like, it, cell phone companies see it all the time where when there's a natural disaster in an area, everybody floods cell, cell phones and their systems go down. When the, when the tornadoes hit in April 2011, you could not make a phone call in central Alabama if it was on a cell phone. Basically, yeah. period. Nobody could make it wouldn't ring. It's, it's the same thing. And it's you can't blame anybody for that. I mean, it's the first time he's had that much hit his thing and just like Dwayne said 2500 fish I didn't want to say it but I thought that's what it was I think it was 3600 this or maybe it's 2600 whatever it was it's consistent problems with KBF make it an issue make it more difficult for people wanting to sign up for tournaments and feel good about things are going to be ran properly and and that's not that's not throwing shade that's not being a hater that's not Ain't putting arrows in anyone's back because I heard those terms last night. That's not what that is. That's I want to put my money into a tournament. I feel good about fishing. And whenever things like that happen, it makes it more difficult for me to put my money into those tournaments. Straight up. So. And I, I think, in my personal opinion, a tournament of that caliber, I think if you had just, and they talked about it, and it'll probably be that way next yeah. year. If the awards day was the next day, you know, move that dinner to those hundred anglers to the next day. And it gives you time to cover your own rear just in case something comes up. Then way you don't have to explain yourself. You can keep it completely on the down low. Be like, hey, guys, sorry. You know, this fish submission was add the DQ this blah, 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 blah. You know, and it would it all been gone. And I, I mean. Like we're saying, it sounds like a lot of hate, but I think that they can, they have the opportunity to grow off of that. And just like we said before the show, I mean, if everything had went okay as far as the world right now and all 700, 600, however many people qualified somehow showed up, yeah. Attorney X would have crashed like hard. It would have been terrible. Yeah. But now, Dwayne, I talk to Dwayne all the time. Dwayne's a great guy. Like Chad was saying last night, he literally got up from the table and went to work. That's the kind of person he is. Like, I'm sure he will have that issue taken care of. And yep. it 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 just only grows from there. I mean, people got to think, too. Some of the stuff's relatively new for us. You know, the app's been working for, you know, a few years. The 
or the program, you know, KBF's national championships get bigger every year, which brings more and more complication. You, I mean, the more people you add to it, the more complication there is, period. It sounds like from the video, like Dwayne, they have the problem. He said that they have the problem figured out and that within the next couple months, it's going to be fixed. I guess they're not having a tournament that big, so it's not something they have to fix right now. Uh, you know, for those big tournaments where you're adding and subtracting and doing all these different things for multiple, you know, trail the NC Trail Series turn Trail Series Challenge Series, and all those things. Whenever you put them all together, the formulas or whatever it was, it wasn't like a server crash. It was the way it was all tally calculated that those that didn't work in the system. So. It sucks. I hate it happen. And that's it. Don't just. But that's still, that shows the kind of anglers too. You know, I haven't heard of anybody being, you know, super upset about it because, you know, all the, most of the guys in our sport are understanding and, you know, everything was taken care of. I'm sure that they'll all still fish just like they have been fished where they've been fishing. So. Yeah. I, I, but. Did it seem strange Matt didn't know how much money he's won yet? Yeah, that that's the kind of stuff that would like irk me. Like I, at least have it together enough to tell me how much money I'm fighting for, you know? Which okay, money's not about everything, whatever. I know. But when you get to that point of your fishing season, you're fishing for that. You're fishing for that title. You would like to know, you know, you want to know what, what you're fishing for. Yes, I'm going to get the championship, but what does that entail? I, it's, I don't want them to be like, all right, you're the national champion and you won. Yeah, we'll tell you in a couple days. You want to this roughly. That's not good. And then the next thing is if, Obviously, okay, if I don't know how much I won, I haven't got paid yet. Joel, so, Joel just said it right there. That shall all be known before the tournament started. That, amen. That, there you go. It shouldn't be a couple days later and the man doesn't know how much he won. So that's it. We'll stop. We're not throwing hate. We're just, there's obviously issues and they need it's to be. It's issues. Yeah. Issues have yeah. to be brought to light to be corrected. You yeah. can't, you can't shut your mouth and run and hide or just throw shade, hate and anger. You, if you have an issue with the way something's done, you have to say something to have it out there. So it gets fixed. It's the only way that happens. That's right. You know, don't stand there and argue with somebody about it, but if you'll have to go back and watch some videos, man, it's well, in depth. the KBF show yesterday on a uh, Scott Butcher. You can go to his page on the way in and they'll go there and talk about it. So if you have questions, you can go listen to, Chad and Dwayne talk about it. So that's it. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks again to Matt and Matt and Jackson being on the show, and we'll see y'all again next week. And we'll have a recap from the from the meetup at Dale Hollow. So that's going to be who. So, yep. Thanks as always, and wear your PFDs. 
Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. 